Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 134th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we're going to be reviewing a hand from a $5,000 buying event that I played in Jacksonville, Florida a while back. Blinds are 25500 a tight, aggressive guy who, uh, you know, seems to be in line enough, opens to 1500 from early position. Let's see if I splash around with this 10-8 suited. I suppose I will. I do splash around indeed. I like to re-raise to 4200 And this may seem quite out of line, but if you think about my calling range, the hands I would like to be playing in this spot, 10-8 suited is not quite there. It's just a little bit weaker than the range I'd like to play. So if I do ever want to have a bluffing range in this spot, this hand is a pretty great one to do it with because it will flop reasonably well, and I'll be able to represent the high cards pre-flop, or sorry, represent the high cards on the flop like Ace-King-X, and when it comes to the middle cards, I'll usually have something pretty good. So I like this play a lot. I think this is good. I'm If I want to be three betting with my best hands, which I probably do want to do versus a tight guy because he'll pay me some portion of the time, I also want to be putting in a few three bet bluffs. And I think this is a nice hand to do it with. Tight aggressive guy does call, uh, as expected. Flop comes queen, seven, six, two diamonds. And I bet 4,000 into the 8,600 pot. This seems fine to me. I obviously wish I had a spade on the flop or two spades on the flop or something, but we do have a gut shot, and a gut shot's good enough. Notice that if our opponent has a hand like pocket jacks, he'll probably call one time on the flop and then be in a pretty miserable spot on the turn. Also, ace-king and ace-jack will likely fold at some point in the near future, so I like this bet. I think there are plenty of hands in our opponent's range that we can make him fold. I don't think we're ever making him fold an overpair or a queen, but, you know, that's okay. So we bet it's kind of small on the flop. Our opponent does call. This is exactly how I would play aces, by the way. Turn is a seven, and I now bet 7,000, and my opponent again calls. So when he calls our 7,000 bet on the turn, leaving himself 22,000 behind with a 32,000 pot going to the river, uh, you have to be a little bit concerned that the guy has something that he likes. But at the same time, our small bet sizes may have induced him to stick around wider than we think. So maybe he is still in here with hands like ace-king or ace-jack just because he's maybe a tight aggressive guy but a calling station. Or maybe he's sticking around with a hand like king ten, a king ten of diamonds that assumes I must have a good hand and will fold out on the river. So I think I'm pretty roped into bluffing it off on this one. River's a king, which is, well, I say it's great. It should be pretty great for me. Because if I was bluffing with the ace-king, I just got there. If I had a queen, I may not bet this. I'd probably check call because I would really like to let the bluffs bluff. If I had pocket aces, I would still bet. If I had pocket kings or queens or sevens or sixes, I would still bet. So I think there are some betting hands in my range. And because there are some betting hands in my range, I, I want to be bluffing with my worst hands. And this is certainly one of my worst hands. If this was a scenario where I would legitimately not bet very often at all, I'd probably want with my good hands. Like say I had pocket aces and I, pocket aces and I decided I did not want to bet this. I would probably need to reassess my strategy of betting because I want to be betting with some... Nut hands, given I do have some bluffs, here we see one, in my range. So on this river, I do like to put the opponent all in, and maybe this works, maybe it doesn't. It doesn't. We're trying to get him off a queen on the river, by the way. At that point, I think we can get him off a queen and worse. But he has ace-king. So what went wrong here? 
our opponent called our three bet as expected. I was would generally hope that our opponent would four bet hands like this to make our life a little bit easier after the flop. We, we would just fold a lot of the time, but he did call, which I, I think is fine. You know, we, we don't mind seeing a flop. He decided to float the flop and the turn, though. And I think in general, that's going to be a very big losing play for my opponent. But this time it worked out perfectly. <laughs> I wonder also if he would have called down if he did not improve on the river. Because if he's calling down with ace high, then clearly our idea of trying to bluff this specific player is horrible. After the hand, he was like bragging to the other players at the table saying, oh yeah, I knew he had a suited connector. Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. If you think about my preflop 3-betting range, I should have very few suited connectors, as I just stated previously. Uh, my range is going to be primarily very strong hands. And our opponent's drawing pretty dead to the strong hands on the flop and the turn. But he did catch me the one time with a suited connector, so maybe he just knew. If you are in the spot of your opponent and you hear yourself telling people or thinking, oh, I knew he had a suited connector. If you're thinking of that versus a good player, you're often making a pretty big mistake because you have to understand that I'm playing my range in a specific way. And it's not just only my suited connectors I'm playing this way, right? So I am curious... Like, this is a scenario where if my opponent folds the river on non-ace, non-king rivers, then obviously my play is great, and I'm just going to steal half my opponent's stack. But if he's going to call down every time with ace high, well, then I just never need to bluff this guy ever because he's a huge calling station. So this time it failed, and sometimes your bluffs do fail, and that is okay. Do not let that deter you, but at the same time, learn from it. And if you find yourself versus this player again, you probably don't need to be bluffing him too often because this guy, even though we haven't labeled as a tight aggressive guy, is a tight aggressive calling station. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, if you like seeing me bluff my sack off, feel free to share this with your friends. That would be very beneficial to me and you know help someone else perhaps enjoy the game a little bit better. So thanks a lot. I'll be back next week with another educational poker hand.